Merry Christmas, everyone. It's 160. The Ultimate Deck Podcast. Need a show about outdoor living? This is where it's at with your host, Shane Chapman and Way Red. Thank you for tuning in. Now let the show begin. Ho, ho. Yeah, the Ultimate Deck Podcast. Let's go. Welcome to the show, everybody. Brace and Shane here. Woo, 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 woo. Uh, is it too early to be saying Merry Christmas in your opinion, Brace? No. When does that become okay for you? Uh, October 31st at midnight. Oh, really? <laughs> like, you're, you just don't give two shits November about stage? November 1st. They, <laughs> the veterans went to war so I could have Christmas. Right? <laughs> right? My there's, freedom for Christmas there seems exists to be three, because of them. Sorry, no, there's four trains of thought on this. One is after Halloween, game on for Christmas. Game on. Other people are like, that period between October 31st and November 11th, you're a prick if you do Christmas then. I don't understand Wait, that. Neither do I. But anyways, that's there's a okay. there's a significant number of people right. that are like that though. Yep. It's like not till after Remembrance Day. Yep. Then there's some people that are like December first. You don't do anything till December. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't get that either. I like Christmas. <laughs> and then there's the real killjoys. Yeah, of week like, before. I hate or I'm not setting up my Christmas tree till December twenty fourth. Forever. <laughs> like just a bunch of whiners. Yes, like I go agree. do something that makes you smile. Christmas is the best season. And then people are like, eh, there's, there's Christmas music on the radio. Yes, because it's Christmas time. You. I think the only thing that bothers me about Christmas sometimes is uh, the fact that Christmas decorations and stuff are coming out earlier and earlier and earlier and earlier. Yeah, I I would I agree. Saw them before Halloween stuff. Yeah, that's like I would say for a retail perspective, like settle down one holiday at a time here, folks. Right, like. Let, put your Halloween stuff away first, then bring your, the Christmas stuff out. Stuff's already on sale. It's December third. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You could buy a Christmas. You could buy a Christmas tree for forty percent off for some reason. <laughs> well, that's good because we're we're both shopping for Christmas trees right now, so it works out really well for us. That's right. That's right. But anyways, I love Christmas, so I, I have no problem. Like, I don't want to get into it that early, like November first, because then to me, it's just like too much of a wait for it. Then. Oh, that's the starting best. to. That's the best part. Celebrate too early. It's the wait. The, the wait is the best part, right? See, like the worst thing about the whole thing is Christmas morning. Yeah, you're like, it's all ah, over. It's over in like twenty minutes. You start yeah. opening gifts, and you're like, then it's over. Yeah, exactly. But everything leading up to then and Christmas Eve, so, so do, good. Do you have any traditions leading up to Christmas that you always do? Uh, no, not generally. But we did. We. The Christmas elf on the shelf oh. showed up at our house this year. Your elf on the shelf. We didn't Fam. do anything. <laughs> but there's an elf in my house now. <laughs> That's right. And so you didn't do anything. That happened now, yeah. I guess. So I that'll probably become a tradition, I guess, of mm. ours. Not of ours, it's everybody's. I heard the the I don't know how to word this. The trickiest thing about being an elf on the shelf is the coming up with thirty crazy things to do Don't, isn't it yeah 24, 24 or it is. yeah yeah because it's fun though yeah except you can't really repeat next year <laughs> yeah kids are young <laughs> <laughs> they don't remember um finkleberry makes a great point you had your tree up all year bryce uh yes you two, don't take your year, tree down two years ago during covid i decided to run my tree all year it turned into a different season all the time so you did like a halloween tree halloween and the st patrick's day tree yeah Valentine's Day tree, birthday trees. You actually did? Like you decorated yeah. the tree for every... For every... And we did the like family it. loved it? Oh, yeah. We loved it. Lights That's were cool. on it. Like it's an artificial tree, right? 
Yes, it's an art. Okay. Yeah. It was just a it was just a fire hazard the whole time. <laughs> At the end, it was just branches. <laughs> um, Quigley Dex has a good tip for those of you out there. Uh, just wait till after Christmas to buy your tree, and then they're free on the curb. Free trees. That's better than paying for them. They're yeah. expensive now, hey? Yeah. Like getting a real tree now? They're the same price as a fake tree. So I used to. More. Yeah. I used to. Uh, we used to just go get our tree. This is bad because I hate these places. But I used to get a tree often from like Home Depot because they'd be mm. cheap. Like right. 40 or 50 bucks. And then they'd give you a coupon. It was like, spend $100 and get 20 bucks off before mm-hmm. January 7th. And back when I was a contractor and loved just buying shit for the sake of buying shit, I was like, yeah, forty dollar tree, then I get twenty bucks off, and I get a reason to buy a tool. I'll right. do that. Exactly. It's like I saved twenty dollars on my tree. Yeah, and then a couple of years ago, I decided enough of that. I'm supporting local. I don't care that that's a forty dollar tree, and I don't need the coupon anymore. Yeah. So we bought a tree from Cedar Creek Gardens last year. Oh yeah, and beautiful tree. But I didn't ask the. They didn't have the prices out there. I just bought it, and I got to the till, and it was like ninety seven dollars. I was Whoa. like, wow. But then I got it home and set it up, and I was like, that is the damn nicest tree that we've ever had. So did you, like, December 1st, though? Uh, well, around there. We usually do it around okay, the 1st yeah. of December. Yeah, okay. But it was expensive. Yeah. But it was the nicest tree we've ever had. So so this year I was like, we're doing that again, because I don't care. I'll spend the extra that's, 40 bucks if I'm going to get that. a beautiful tree. And if you, th- to me. And support local. Think, not only are you supporting local, environmentally friendly. Versus the box store? Tree? Well, not versus the box store tree, but versus an artificial tree. Because the artificial tree, although uses less tree, <laughs> every time that's yes, in does. order in order for that tree... Precisely one less tree than a real tree. Exactly. In order to make a tree next year, though, the guy has to plant those trees. So he's essentially planting more and more trees every year. Yeah, they're farmed trees, right? It's not like you're cutting it out of a forest. It's no, like it's but it's still good for the tree. environment. Yeah. So I enjoy doing that. So this year we went back to Cedar Creek Gardens this year, and for whatever reason, there's a bit of a tree shortage. They only had like 20 trees I've out heard. in their little thing. Yeah. And I balked. I was like, <gasps> why is there only 20 trees here? Let's go somewhere else. Oh, no. So we went to Dutch Growers. Still local. Oh, okay. I was like, you went to Dutch Growers and they had none? No, but what I what I like, no, Dutch growers had lots. What I liked about Dutch growers is that they had their trees on display, all the different types. So they would cut them, like the wrapping off them so you could see the tree oh, in yeah. its fullness and not be like guessing and picking one based on how Isn't that girthy the fun it is. part of the tree though? Yeah. Like tree finding. Kinda. But this way you could pick the perfect tree, right? Because okay. you could see it and you'd be like, that one's got no holes, very yeah. balanced, very nice. Very, very nice, balanced. very nice. <laughs> so I bought the tree, took it home. It wouldn't take water. It was dead. Oh. It was dead. So I... I had to exchange it. Oh, wow. So That sucks. And now the tree we got now is like, it's not our favorite. It's not as good. So back to Cedar Creek next year. Uh, I've learned my lesson. Uh. Um, you got some moments of uselessness? Yes. Maybe these are lessons of uselessness. Lessons? Okay. This is how not to be a criminal. Who needs these lessons? These are dumb things that criminals have done. Okay. Dumb, it's small, short stories. Christmas things or just things? They're just things. Okay. That's all I could find. Sounds good. I had a short amount of time. So, police in New York were called to a mini-mart where they found Blake Leak, 23, trying to break in. They chased Mr. Leak through the streets until both the cops and him took a tumble. Or both cops took a tumble, not him. Seizing the opportunity, he sought refuge on the grounds of a large building... Turned out that building was a maximum security prison, which he was promptly arrested by a security guard. (laughs) 
Well, that'd be the last place the cops that were chasing him would look for him. That's true, but he probably had one of those like APBs out. Which way to go? Probably not that way. Probably I not. Think, that I wouldn't way. think he'd run into the prison. That'd be dumb. So, just about worked. Number two, the case of the liquor store. Um, the case of the liquor store. Scottish shoplifter Aaron Morrison was picked up after pinching a bottle of vodka from a liquor store. Didn't take Sherlock Holmes to find him though. His name and phone number were left with the clerk after he asked her out on a date. <laughs> As he's running by, he stuffed it in his pants. Yeah, I think it, but he was trying to get a date. Would you ever do, would you ever ask someone out at the till? Mm-mm. Nope. I haven't I've like never really had to like date. I never have done that and I'm in a position now where I'll never have the opportunity to do that again. So I can safely say no, I there wouldn't. You go. What else do I got in here? Depends on the context. If it was a place I shopped all the time and there was like, like some rapport there. there and it was like, hey, would you want to go out sometime? Sure, maybe. Okay, yeah. The liquor store wouldn't be it for me. I don't buy don't, a lot of... You I don't, don't frequent the liquor store, I don't. Shane? No, I don't. Um, I go to the bars and get guys to buy me drinks. You get guys to yeah. buy you drinks? Yeah. It's really easy. Okay. Is it? So how do you do I, it? I don't know. <laughs> um... For a trio of drug thieves, it was their lucky day. They broke into a home in Silver Springs, Florida, discovered three jars of cocaine. They took it home, snorted the contents. That's when they discovered the jars were, in fact, urns, and they were snorting the remains of the husband and two dogs. That's not real. Where are these from? Florida. That was in Florida. This didn't happen. These are are all, I I nabbed all of these from the Reader's Digest. (laughs) Okay. Uh, the couple that drinks together, recently a woman in Fresno, California, was stopped at a DUI checkpoint uh, for being too rowdy, sauced. Yep. Right? Ever helpful, she offered up this info. My husband's right behind me, and he's even drunker than I am. <laughs> <laughs> so they both got nabbed. So they both got nabbed. Final story. Smirt. When an attempted robbery at a Lowe's Home Improvement store went awry. Awry. Did I say that? A-W-R-Y? Awry? Yeah. Okay. Milton J. Hodge Hodges fled across the street and jumped a fence right into the Cypress Cove nudist resort and spa. <laughs> the Orlando Sentinel points it out. As one of the only folks wearing clothing, he was easily spotted by the police. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. Well, those are the... News stories for today. Pretty dumb people. Yeah. Mark Westrom says, how much do you have to snort before you figure you aren't getting high? Um, I don't know. The funny thing I thought right away is you said three jars. Jars, I know. Three jars of cocaine. Who? I don't, okay. After I'm, snorting the jars I'm of cocaine. I'm not a cocaine guy. <laughs> but I don't think I keep that my cocaine like a, in a jar. And it seems like a deathly amount. Yeah, that seems also like not a, a lot of guy, amount. But like, I've seen movies... I've never seen them ever snort a jar of coke off a stripper's ass. No. Or anything. Coffee table, wherever I, they do exactly. it. Exactly. It's, it's the not usually it's a, a mountain ass. of coke. Yeah. <laughs> it's not usually a ton. Um, CM Boost says, it's real news. He just looked it up. Which part? All of it. And with the sound of that little jingle, you know it's time to play. What's the topic today? What is the topic today? I thought you did it. I thought you did it. 
I thought this was your show. Oh, shit. I thought <laughs> I thought you said you were doing uselessness and the topic today. Oh, yeah? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, darn. Okay, fine. I did it. Um, topic today. Here's let's give some context as to why this is the topic. The topic is decking contractors comes in all shapes. <laughs> Can you get that one out? Goodness. Want to restart? Uh, we could cut this. <laughs> and action! Decking contractors come in all shapes and sizes. So here's the context of why this is a thing. Literally. Because a contractor isn't just a contractor. Oh, no? What are they, Shane? <laughs> what What um, else could the... Are they aliens? I'm glad you asked, or this whole podcast would be just dry with me talking to him. No, but like what I'm saying here is that there's people gen like I wrote I wrote a blog article about this one time <laughs> about a hundred and four minutes ago. And how I started it with was basically like somebody's gonna build a deck. Homer's like, I'm gonna build a deck this year. Right. And the friend's like, Oh sweet, are you doing it yourself? You're hiring a contractor. And they're like, Oh no, I can't do it myself. I'm hiring a contractor. <laughs> but like not all contractors are created equal. There's different oh, yeah. levels of contractors here. Yeah. And that also explains sometimes why when people go get a quote for a deck and they decide to do the good thing and they get three quotes, why the quotes can come back so differently. Mm -hmm. um, there's a variety of reasons why that might be the case, but one of them might be who's quoting it. Maybe mm. it's different types of contractors that are quoting it and that might explain some of it. How do you tell the difference? Uh, the n name badge. Oh, is it, they, do they, are there levels? Or like yeah. Level yeah. one contract. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so the first contract we have up is the triple vaccinated contractor. Now, this contract... <laughs> he's this obviously older than the age of 60. He's got, <laughs> he's got his third, first booster, third shot. Okay, these are the levels. You didn't expect this to go any other way, did you? Nope, okay, I sure didn't. Okay. So the triple vax. Um, no, okay. So what I'm doing here is I'm going to go through from the... Number one is going to be like the, the, the most expensive... Best quality down to the lesser quality, least expensive options. Oh, so we're gonna so there's gonna be a best bang for your buck guy in here then. Yeah, his name's Scott Kelly. He can build decks for five grand. He told me that one time. Oh, yeah. So hire him. Uh, okay. So number one is the high end premium customer mm -hmm. custom mm -hmm. deck builder. There's my first uh, error I gotta make. In, customer uh, deck builder on the blog. <laughs> I read it just like I wrote it. High end premium customer deck builders. Even I, even though I didn't read that to say it, I apparently have trouble with that word at stopping at the M. Custom, custom deck builders. So high end premium custom deck builders. They only build customers. Now these are the companies in the industry that are the big dogs they have made a living off of building high-end outdoor living spaces they uh you know this is not their first kick at the can they've built a few decks here and there probably over the last few decades like they've been around a long time yeah, i like what you did there Derek, oh, i didn't even know i did it decades very punny um but they're like, they're very well invested and they're an outdoor living company. They don't try to claim to be anything else. They specifically right. do high-end outdoor living spaces, period. Often they've got a showroom. That showroom often has awards hanging on the wall because they really take their industry seriously. They've got deck awards on there and whatever else, their local building awards and everything else. Yeah. Um, they're usually part of organizations typically. So they're part of NADRA or they're part of their local home builder association or whatever. Um, everything they do is just professional to the nines. Like, no stone unturned. They live and breathe it. That's right. what they do day yep. in and day out. Now, the way we framed the blog article is 
I kind of all I went and described what these contractors are, and then I said, hire them if. Oh, you gave them a reason to hire. And don't if. hire them if. Right. Ooh. Just yeah, to so help not, you along. We're not knocking on these guys or no, saying some not. of these guys, some of these guys are better than other guys. Not these guys. Yeah, I just told you the best ones are coming first. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hide that fact. No, you didn't. So hire them if, Bryce, if you want the best of the best. Your budget is very healthy and your project is complex. You want everything done right and proper and you have the and to have complete confidence in your project. You want a strong warranty and a company who will be around long after the project is complete. Mm. I don't want to, yeah, I don't even want to, if I hire this guy, I don't even want to be there when he's building it. Right. Or she, he yeah. or she. I, yeah. yeah, I don't even, I don't even want to be around. If you're, putting, if you're building a resort in your backyard, you hire these companies. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. Like, I understand what when you're it's a saying, complex yeah. project with a big budget, you want somebody who's, that's their Bread and butter. Do not want my complex. hot tub falling through my deck. Right. Exactly. Look, Precision Construction just joined. Oh, look. How, he might be. How fitting. A high-end premium customer deck builder. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that, so that they will choose, like, they only use the highest quality products as well, right? Oh, yeah. In yeah. Scott's case, he only frames with steel framing now. He doesn't even give the option of doing wood decks anymore. That's just what you get when you're hiring a high-end premium builder. So it's almost like they're a niche builder. Absolutely, they are. Yeah, they're, they're doing 1% of the projects out there. Just those big ones. Yeah. They're typically like six-figure budgets plus. Ooh. Like they may not... If you call them Woof. and say, I've, I want a 200-square-foot deck, they're probably just going to say, sorry, that's not what we do. But I'm going to spend $100,000 on my 200-square-foot deck. That's what we do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you're willing to still do that. So don't hire them if you can't afford them. That's the only reason... That's the only reason? That's really the only reason not to. Um, you'll need a strong budget if you're going to hire one of these guys to do it because they're not going to sell you anything that's subpar and they're not going to cut any corners and they're not going to not going to bend their level of quality to match your budget. You do need to be able to afford that. Do you think you also need like a complex project? Like if you're just getting a square, that's part of the, like you might have a strong budget, but if yeah, you're that's not building why, anything cool. That's why I said your budget is very healthy and your project is complex. Oh, I missed that part. Guy. Sorry. <laughs> Did you read the blog article? Planning is everything. <laughs> Number two, and I'll say, I'll be the first to say right now, and I like I hope I don't piss anybody off from Regina, but I don't feel like we have any of these guys in our oh. market. And so I did say in this thing as well that there may not be high-end premium custom deck builders in your market if you're in a smaller market. No, yeah. If there's not enough of these whales, whale jobs to do in a market, then chances are there hasn't been a company that's chosen that path. Mm -hmm. um, so I would say in our market, I'm not real familiar with somebody who only does this kind of stuff, who will say no to you know, anything under 100 grand, say, no, we only do Yet. monsters. Yet. I do think there's a market for it here that's untapped. I've been saying that for right years, now. that there's like an opportunity for somebody to step in there and do that 100%. But it's a, that's a, so this is a different... Uh, conversation, that's a scary thing to do. What? Make that leap? Make that leap yep. to being like, hey, no, I'm not going to do your $50,000 deck because it's not $100,000. Yep. Yep. I agree. Number two is specialized deck builders. Now, I think that this is, we have a few of these around. Yep. These are companies that generally, not generally, they only build decks. Like they don't do, um, you know, that you ask them like, can you also build my garage? No, is the answer. We don't build garages. We build decks. Now, they may do some of these higher-end custom premium decks if that happens to pop up, mm -hmm. um, but they're also not saying no to, you know, the 250-square-foot 
five run good life entry level deck. They'll do those as well, but they only do decks. They're not entertaining other projects. Some, you know, they might do the odd fence. The odd one might do a fence here or there. This feels like a pyramid scheme. Why? Because at the top of the pyramid, we got this niche guy. And then they just seem to It's just like hierarchical. It's not a pyramid. <laughs> well, what do you think a pyramid is? <laughs> a type of a hierarchy. <laughs> anyway. Uh, they're not synonyms. The, no, it's true. Uh, so hire these guys. If you, if you want to know the deck will be built right yeah. and have an eye for detail, you want someone who takes pride in their craft and will guarantee their work. Your project may or may not warrant a high-end premium custom deck builder due to its size or budget, but you still want to have that same level of care. Mm-hmm. So these guys could still be just as meticulous as the, the custom guys. They just, they're more willing to accept a variety of jobs and they're more willing to flex on the materials they use. They may do wood decks. Right. They yeah. may do wood frame with the entry level composite, whereas the custom high-end deck builders will often say like, no, we only use Trex Transcend, period. We don't use Enhance, or we only use Azek right. and not Timber Tech Train or whatever, right? I mean, that, and that makes a lot of sense for those high-end guys too. Yeah. You're not flexing on your, like, you know what the outcome's going to be all yeah. the time. Yeah. So I really think, uh, so uh, before I say that, I'll get to the, don't hire them. Don't hire them if you're looking for the cheapest way to get it done. These companies will charge accordingly for the extra time and effort they put in versus a non-specialized mm. deck builder. So there's not, I, in my opinion, there's not a whole lot of difference between the specialized deck builder and the high-end premium customer de- custom deck builder, aside from the fact that the high-end guy is going to say no to everything under a certain budget. They generally fit with target the, yeah, the higher-end, more complex, more custom details, and they often will uh, limit the... Um, the materials they're willing to work with to only also high-end custom stuff. Whereas mm-hmm. the specialized guys be a bit more flexible in what the materials are that they use. Right. But from a craftsmanship perspective, they may not be that different. Mm. Okay. So do you feel like you're going to get more bang for your buck for the the deck specialty people? Potentially, yes. But if if what I say is true, they're also not competing a whole bunch. Oh, okay. Right? The high-end guy is going to be like, sorry, if the budget's only 40 grand, we don't do projects that small. We only, you know, we only do larger scale projects where it's all backyard and it's mm-hmm. 100 grand up. Um, you know, we, for, we, you know we, we engage an architect and we, you know, there's, we do the three designs. They do the whole meal deal and you pay for it. Mm-hmm. Whereas a specialized guy might be willing to do just what any deck project, but to a high level of quality. Right. So and you're gonna get do. you're gonna get the best pressure treated deck if that's what you want. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Number three is exterior contractors. This what's an exterior contractor? Well, I'm getting to it, Bryce. <laughs> God, if you would have just I'm read the just, blog article, I'm trying to help. <laughs> I inc- I appreciate your inquisitive <laughs> nature. I'm asking what the people are asking. Exactly. So an exterior contractor generally will tackle any outdoor project. So decks included, but also fences, garages, house siding, etc. Um, but they at least have the understanding that the work that they do is outside in the elements and it requires oh, okay. different yep. materials. I gotcha. You're using treated materials instead of, you know, non-treated lumber, for right. example, or you, they understand that it's like, there's a difference between building outdoors versus indoors. Um, the acclimatization, right. all yep. that stuff, right? Yeah. So the other, the, the bad thing is that they probably don't do a ton of decks a year. They likely only do five, 10, 20 maybe 30 decks a year, possibly, because they're also siding houses and it's doing soffit. Butter. Built seven garages as well. Yep. So they're not specialized. They don't live in it. Um, they don't but they breathe can it, do it. But they understand it. They have a good uh, understanding of construction methods, mm-hmm. but they may not be, you know, their fit and finish may not be the, 
the latest and greatest or the most innovative because they're not just living as a deck nerd. Right. The yeah. first two, number one, number two, deck nerds. Deck nerds. Number three, That's not all a deck they nerd. do. Yeah. Right. So hire them if you're not super particular about the super fine details, but you want someone who will do a good job that will last. Oh, yeah. You have other projects on the go as well, and you'd like one company to just handle it all. Mm. Yep. So if your backyard's bare and you're like, I need a fence and a garage and a deck and I only want to do this once, I only want to deal with one company, then these guys are perfect Mm -hmm. because they can knock all of that out at a a good level. Like, yeah, they'll build a quality project. Yeah. Number four. Oh, no, don't don't hire them. them. Don't hire them. Why would I not hire them? If you're looking for a magazine quality deck and you want the highest level of craftsmanship. Right. Right. So the guy who's hauling around a trailer full of tools and those tools need to... Cut siding, mm. build walls, yep. frame a deck, dig a hole for a fence, shingle a roof, mm. so on and so forth. Wow. Um, they probably don't have a track saw, so. But they should. Yeah, they might. <laughs> well, I'm just saying their tool is probably not filled full of specialized tools because they're not a right. specialized trade. They do all sorts of things, therefore they have all sorts of tools. Right, so if you want the curved 14 foot stairs these guys are not rocking heat blankets they're not rocking heat blankets you're right you probably don't even know how to do it right (laughs) idiots no so these guys can be fine um they they might work for you but yeah yeah. number four is the general renovators general renovators these companies do all sorts of rentals we're not talking just inside it out they'll do your bathroom they'll do your basement they'll shingle they'll do a deck they'll do any type of like this is one one guy. Does this one guy do it? Or well, not are these generally, do they generally like sub out? Well, they might projects? sub. They might sub. But they, they'll generally tackle the whole thing. And pro- a lot of them would sub out some things for sure. But these guys are just general renovations. Mm, um, okay. So whatever you need in your house, in or out of your house. Uh, so the knock on that too is that they're probably not doing even probably doing even less decks than the exterior contractors. These guys might oh, only crack yeah. a couple off a year, if if that, mm-hmm. because they might be busy the entire year. They might be building a house or flipping a house or or they've got a basement rental going or a whole main floor rental, and that takes months. Like they just mm-hmm. might not be doing many decks. Therefore, they're not going to be on top of the latest and greatest materials and building practices. They're probably not even that well versed in deck building codes, processes, oh yeah, and products because they're not living in it. They may understand more the code requirements for interior wall framing than they would a deck frame or something, right? Roofs and trusses. Because yeah, yeah, they're just not in it as much. Um, so, yeah, they, they can be okay. Hire them if you're on a budget and the price is right. You're looking for someone to handle all sorts of renos on your home. So, again, if you're tackling a giant scale renovation of the entire house property and it's like they're doing everything else, well, maybe it makes sense mm. for them to do the deck too. But they're probably not going to put you in a magazine. No. Either. No. Uh, don't hire them if you want the deck built to code, warrantied, and a high level of detail. Now, that's I'm not saying that they won't build it to code. I'm just saying they're probably less proficient because they don't do this day in and day out. And they might warrant I it. also want no emails from any of you. They're coming after you now. On this. You just said it. You're like, <laughs> there are no general contractors out there who warranty decks. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Um, I have a caveat at the bottom here, this fine print that oh. I'll get to after. Number five is the handy person. Handy man. Um, person. So I describe these folks as taskmasters. Oh, yeah. They'll do anything. This is the, the what are they? those companies called? Like handy, what are they? What is it? There's a company, handyman, handyman, 
connection, handyman connection. Oh yeah, yeah. Companies like that. So it's like you need like your light bulbs and light switches changed. No They'll problem. They'll go do that. Uh, your toilet's not flushing. They'll go do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you need a deck. Sure. Why not? Yeah, why not? You need some drywall work done. Like just small job type stuff. They'll tackle all that kind of stuff. Um, so that's fine. Hire them if you can't afford the other options. Yes. <laughs> if you can't afford the other options, go the, with the handy person. These general, th- these are often just like single person people. Single person people? Single person people. They often will potentially work for a handyman connection or something, or they're subcontracted, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. or they're, they're the one-man business or one-woman business kind of thing. Um, so they probably don't have a ton of overhead. They kind of work out of their pickup truck. Um, so they may end up coming in cheaper. So if you can't afford their options of getting a you know a more um, a business, a deck-building business, then maybe they, they'll work for you. Uh, but be aware that you're hiring a handy person who has knowledge of using the tools but may have little to no experience building a safe, strong, and secure deck. This feels like a lot like it should have been number six to me. Well, it could be. There could be some overlap here for sure. Uh, or, yeah, you're saying maybe they're even... Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah possibly, yep. Um, don't hire them if you want everything done by the book with little headaches. Don't hire them if you want everything... Okay, okay. So they're nope. not going to do it by the book. Generally, potentially not. They're just they may not pull the permit. They may not do whatever. They're the kind of person that shows up and says, "What do you need me to tackle?" And you give them Mm. a list of things to punch out. Right, fix my Roomba. Deck is on it, (laughs) and they're like, "Oh yeah, okay, I'll throw up a deck for you real quick. You need a set of stairs. I'll throw up a set of stairs." Right, okay. But they probably aren't interested in doing some sort of long drawn out process of start to finish on a large deck project. That's unlikely to happen. So. Uh, number six is part-time contractors. Now I see where you could say like, yeah, these should be above handy person. I would agree with that. Maybe I, maybe I put these in the wrong order. You might have to go fix that on the blog. The reason I did that is because every above this was full-time at least in their contracting business. And these guys are not, they're not contractors. They're also not businesses most of the time. So that's, was my justification for putting them. Oh, handy person is a business. Well, they could be, or they could be subcontracting under a business. Right. So they might have some sort of like licensing or right. like insurance. Yeah, they may require that in their area. It depends. Um, Quigley Dex says, I recommend contractors four and five to people looking for redecking and deck repairs. Mm-hmm. So that's general renovators and handy persons. Yeah, sure. That makes sense there. Nice try, uh, Mark. Uh, Mark Westrom's getting ahead of us here and says, the next category is your buddies, your buddies, brothers, sister-in-law's ex-husband. Uh, number six here is part-time contractors. Now, these guys and gals are usually somebody who's got a full-time career doing something else. Yep. Often firefighters, school teachers, because they have time off. School teachers get time off in the summer. Firefighters yep. usually are working three weeks on, one off kind of yep. thing. So they've got the extra time. And they figure they might as well fill it up and make some extra cash or keep themselves busy or mm-hmm. work on passion projects. They just enjoy this kind of stuff. So they may be doing decks. This was you at one time. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't a firefighter or a teacher, but I was. I certainly was. You could have said you were. Like I was. A, <laughs> I was a marketer by day and a deck builder by night. Um. So yeah, I, I definitely at one point would have fallen into this category. Now hire them if they have a good track record. You're on a tight budget. You don't care for the warranty. You just want it done, and it's a more basic project. So odds are, if this is a firefighter or a school teacher doing it on the side. Um, they're probably not offering much of a warranty. They, they may or may not be registered as a business. It's hard to say. They right. may just be doing this on the side cash, or man. maybe they do have a formal business. Um, but make sure they at least have a good track record of doing these kinds of projects. Mm-hmm. Um, 
there's lots of firefighters and school teachers that I know that do do a good job. I'm not saying that they're always bad. I'm just saying that they require a little bit more digging into because this isn't their profession. It feels like the, this is the one that you're gambling with the most when you're hiring. The, yeah, this and that's why in this one, I, in the blog article, I say, like, make sure you do your homework on this. It might yeah. be just fine. might be great even. Yeah. But there's also a chance that it's really, really bad. Yeah, you you could really win or lose in this category. Yep. Don't hire them if it's a complex or large project that'll take lots of time or lots of hands. You want long-term assurance that they'll be around and you want an actual formal business. So the problem with this too is, like I just said, is, um, you know, if this is a project that's going to take six weeks and you've hired a guy who, a firefighter and does this every fourth week, he every third week he gets one week off. Right. This thing's going to drag on forever. It's going to take forever. And does he have a crew to help but do it if it's a larger project too? Mm. How, like, so My- you need to make sure you manage that a little bit. Mike on a bike. Mike on a bike. So don't hire them. I just said that. Don't hire them. You said why said. not to hire them. So yeah, back again. Might be fine. Might not be. Just make sure you know or you do your research. Number seven. Before we get there, we got some comments. Comments. Wade says, like you did, Shane. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Like I did on the number six uh, part-time contractor. Mitcon Dex. Marketing guys, Quigley Dex. That's how I started out in business. I worked for a large contractor and built decks in the evenings and weekends. That's how a lot of guys will start. They do it part-time. Like, they may even work for a deck builder and they're doing it part-time. We've got some guys like yeah. that, too. Yeah, even the firefighters. Yeah. So, like, we have a couple guys that work as deck builders all year round, but then they also do side projects. Right. And or those, they, yeah. Those are the guys you're getting lucky with. Yeah, that's a good find. If you can find somebody who doesn't, like, all the time, all year, is their job, but they're also doing side jobs. Sometimes those side jobs can be a little bit less money, maybe. Number seven, and that was I, I debated Whoa, whether what, I should. What happened there? <laughs> number <laughs> number <laughs> seven <laughs> got come out. <laughs> number seven is a, yeah 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 yeah. Uh, I debated whether I should put this one in here or not, but I did. But because it happens so frequently, I decided to because mm. I I made a decision to not put DIY in here. That's not what it's about. Right. Don't hire yourself. Right. <laughs> but number seven is friends and family. Because this is how. Lots of decks get oh, built. Lots of decks get built. And you're probably hiring friends and family if you don't know. It's not a DIY project necessarily. You're probably pitching in. You might be helping. But you've got a friend or a family that's like, well, I can give you a hand. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. So. <sighs> <laughs> you sound very dejected about that. Well, this one's very tricky too. This one's very risky as well for a number of reasons. Um, because you may get somebody who just has a good heart. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I could help you build your deck. Uh, Brian, my brother-in-law, really loves helping people out. Therefore, he's offered to come over and help build my deck. But he has no idea what he's doing. Right. Doesn't has even, never built a deck. Doesn't even know how to swing a hammer. But really, really wants to help out. Enjoys mm. kind of getting his hands dirty, whatever. Mm. So you may end up with him. On the other hand, it might be your father-in-law, who is a decking contractor for 40 years, retired, and says, mm. well, I'll come over and give you a hand. There's right. a big gap in yep. what that how that project's going to go between Brian and... Tom, the yeah. father-in-law. And Tom, the father-in-law, right. might be too much for your project. Maybe. Right? Yeah. So you've really got to, like, you got to feel this one out a bit and find, like, who's actually offering the help here? Um, tough to say no, though, when you have somebody that's like, I'll come help for it's, little to no money. Yeah. That's a tough thing to say There's no to. All, like, beer is cheap in right? comparison. And sometimes you're willing to forego the, you know, the the investigation of are they good enough and whatever. Oh, you just like, automatically trust them? Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're related to them, and you don't want to offend them sometimes by saying, like, nah, no thanks. I think I'm going to hire this out. 
No, thanks. So hire them if you know they have lots of experience with this type of project. It won't ruin the friendship. Oh. And you can't afford to hire a pro. The only reason to use your friends and family is if you can't afford to hire the pro. Right. If you can afford to hire the professional, do it. Do it. Because the only reason to do this is to save money. Yeah. Don't hire them if you can afford a professional to do the work. But if your friend is a professional, hire them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but. But. Don't yeah. expect a discount. Yeah, I totally agree. Don't ask for a discount. I hate that. Yep. You, If your friend runs a deck building business and... If your friend runs any business. Any business. 100%. <laughs> any business. You should not look at them as a way to get something cheaper because you know them. Right. You should look at them as a way to support your friend. There you go. By purchasing from them because they've put their life on the line to do something they love, and you should be supportive of that. That's right. No, I said it in bold. <laughs> oh, see, you're way better at those things than I am. So, yeah, if you have a friend who does it, hire them, but, like, just pay what they're worth. And if they if they want to extend a discount to you, right? be gracious, yeah. and, and you can accept that, but don't expect it. Yeah, don't go in there being like, hey, I uh, don't have a big budget. <laughs> yeah. Now, here's my fine print. I said, now let me be very clear. All of the above are very wide generalizations. We can't promise every type of contractor above will exhibit the exact characteristics we described above. You might have a bad experience with a specialized deck builder, or you might hire a family friend who's fantastic. But if you follow this generally, you'll make sure you get aligned with the right person. Right. It's a good place to start. If you are somebody who's trying to do things cheap, cheap, nobody's going to enjoy the phone call to the high-end custom deck builder. Not the builder, not you. Nobody's going to enjoy the time wasted on that. And on the other hand, if you're somebody who's looking for a very high-end project, don't call... Don't call your friends and family? (laughs) Don't call Handyman Connection and be like, (laughs) Oh, yeah, okay. Who do you got that you can send over here to crack off this quarter million dollar project in my backyard? Okay. So start here. This is not guaranteeing you anything. This is just helping to make sure that you get aligned with the right contractor. I feel like this is the most daunting task of hiring a contractor too. It's like, where do you even start? Yeah, you, it can be ide- daunting. How do you identify these people? Well, and that's that's part of the problem too, is that it can be tough to identify them. But let's, if you want to take, like from step to step, it may be hard to identify them. But let's contrast uh, the high-end number one, high-end premium custom deck builder to, well, friends and family, or like a handyman, a part-time contractor. Part-time contractor. Well, I had mentioned that the custom deck builder probably has a showroom. Oh, right, one. exactly. They're going to have a website. They're going to have a social presence. They're going to have probably trucks and trailers that are branded. They're going to, like, they're probably at your local home shows. Mm-hmm. They're going to have a presence in the city. They're probably advertising on a lot of local, potentially radio stations or right. TV or billboards or whatever it might be. Um, you can go visit them. They carry business hours. Like, everything about them is professional. looks like a business. Right, they're, Whereas they're a business. If you're hiring just a handy person, likely they don't have much of those things at all. You might find them in Craigslist. Very possible. Yeah. Craigslist, Kijiji, Facebook Marketplace, that kind of thing. They likely, they may have a magnet sticker on the side of their truck or something. They, they take might, off. They, yeah. They might um, only be working as a subcontractor under another handy company of sorts. So Handy company. There, there's certainly some, some details that you should be able to pick up on there that would tell you that what okay. kind of level of contractor are. But don't be afraid to ask, too. Like, put, people are often so afraid to... Uh, communicate their budget or what they're actually looking for, get that out early. And yeah. that can help. Like, it's okay if the contractor says, no, they 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 don't work 
for you. Right. That's okay. They don't work for you. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Like, if you say my budget's twenty five grand and they say, sorry, actually we only take projects that are over a hundred thousand dollars, like yeah. they're not gonna be not gonna be pissed that you called. They're gonna explain to you that right. you're not their customer. Um, and that's okay. Yeah. Call the next one. Yeah. So your specialized decking builders, they're probably gonna have all that stuff too, a lot of like the website and the trucks and whatever else. But like I said, there's not a whole lot of difference between those two other than what type of work they're willing to take on. Well, if like so the, make a phone call. The specialized deck builders will be one step lower than that, right? Like they're gonna, um, they're gonna, they're not gonna have as as much. They might not have a showroom, right? Yeah. They might not have a website, or you know. Yep. They're just they're just good at what they do. Yes. Yeah. And they're yeah, like I said, there's this is not uh, this is certainly not written in stone. This is not saying that you can't hire a part time contractor and have a good experience. You certainly can. Right, exactly. Um, but you're the further you get down this list, the the further removed you are from somebody who takes um, the world of outdoor living incredibly seriously. It feels like the more risk you're taking on, too. Like, the yes. further you go down this list. Yes. You may save money, but you take on extra risk. Right. Risk. Now, what inspired this topic today... Was Danny's, the guy that just came on. Danny's in here now, Lumberjack's Danny. He's... Um, I didn't realize this job kind of started uh, through a phone call to our store, actually, apparently. But Fraser had taken a phone call from somebody who was kind of in a bad spot that they had hired a contractor, um, I don't know when, must have been just this past summer. Yeah, I think so. To build a deck. Um, and the customer called and said, I'm absolutely sick to my stomach. I yep. have a deck in my backyard that is, I don't know what words he used, but... Um, uh, garbage. <laughs> I don't even know how to describe <laughs> it. Uh, so they had an incredibly bad experience hiring somebody off Kijiji. So that would be oh, like that a, was where they hired them. I think it was like Facebook or something. Yeah, yeah. wow. Um, handy person maybe is where we're. Handy. Where I believe they were potentially a landscaper or something. <gasps> um, hired them. Um, it was probably one of the worst botched jobs I've ever seen. Yeah. We just saw pictures of it. Thankfully, it was a ground level deck, so it wasn't like it was dangerous to be on. Mm-hmm. But it was dangerous to be on. <laughs> like there wasn't much hold. Even at up. that height, it yeah. was so ridiculous. And so Fraser had uh, the guy was looking for. He's like, "Do you have anybody that you could refer me to that just kind of does this, um, kind of you know the part time stuff?" That's interesting, right? So this worked out in this case, the part time contract, right? And. And so Danny, he gave him Danny's number. Danny's out there. He's going to fix it up now. But Danny is a full-time contractor that works for a deck specialized deck builder. Right. He works for a number two. Right. And on the evenings and weekends, he does the number six. So this is where it can work out. I feel like, you know, if you're, if you're looking for a contractor, you go to them and you go be, you go, which number are you, are you? Pick a number between one and And seven. They're like one. Uh, Five. <laughs> See you later. See you later. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get what. Listen to the Ultimate Deck podcast. Hundred <laughs> um, percent. Danny says he prefers the term abortion or butchered. Whoa. It was pretty horrible. One hundred percent dangerous to be on. Deck boards were snapping, and they could oh. step through and bust a leg. What? So the thing was eight snapping? inches off the ground, and it was still dangerous. And it was composite. <laughs> That's crazy. So it's yeah, plastic. just just wild. There was so much wrong on that deck. Like Danny said when he posted, he's like, "There was more." Like I would rather go through the list of things that were right than wrong because it's a shorter list. Uh, nothing. Nothing. There was nothing right about it. 
Yeah, and the only thing right about it was it they used pressure treated framing and composite decking. <laughs> the materials themselves <laughs> are at no fault. Were appropriate. <laughs> they were appropriate materials. Right. Yeah. Installed inappropriately. I feel like almost anybody could have seen that that deck was wrong. It's awful. If you want to see it, we shared it on our Facebook page. So you can go to our Facebook page and look for the post we shared from Danny Ritz. It's it's bad. Right. So I got to thinking there. It's like these people, they hired a contractor. Yeah. And like I said in the start of this article, contractor is this word we use that just kind of, all it really means is somebody who does work for money. Does mm. any, like, you know what I mean? Like the word contractor, yeah. it could, you could be an artist. I'm a contractor. You could draw pictures and right. you're a contractor. Exactly. Like it doesn't, so it's a very general term, a kind of a catch-all phrase for anybody who's hired to do any sort of work for money. Yep. And so when we're talking about like, oh, you should hire a contractor to make sure your deck gets built. Well, that's, that's not a guarantee just because somebody is classified as a contractor. So then that got me thinking like, there's different types of contractors. Yeah. And so there we are. I spent some time and I thought of seven different types. And they're, they're all different. They're all different. And you know, there's a pretty, a pretty significant line between them, right? There's a, yep. there's a bit of a, a blurring when you get from one number to the next. Like between one and two, there's guys that'll kind of cross those boundaries. Between three and four, there's guys that kind of cross those boundaries. But the difference between a one and a five, even a one and a three, is a significant one and a difference. three. A one and a three two is even a, a giant, giant. Yeah, yeah, right, hundred percent. So it's not just, um, it's not just hiring a contractor. It's hiring the right contractor. Mm-hmm. And, and on top of that, doing your due diligence, yep. making some phone calls, making mm-hmm. sure the company's legit, making sure like, I know it sucks. Yep. It's not fun to like have to research somebody, have to get multiple quotes, have to take, you know, be home from work to meet somebody there to go through the project. It sucks. Mm-hmm. You know what sucks more? Making the phone call that that guy just made. Right. Because he's out thousands of dollars now. Having, thousands. Having your 10-foot deck fall off your house. Yeah. And imagine, like, not only the money, but imagine, the, like, the emotional stress of oh, that yeah. situation there now. Well, I, I even feel like seeing some of those pictures that we saw, like, I, at, at any point in that build, I would have felt uncomfortable. I would be like, did these, like, that doesn't look right. It, you know what I it mean? It was crazy. Yeah. Like, seriously, go to our Facebook page and look at these pictures. Ooh, the crazy. first couple of pictures, it's like, ugh, because it's, it's just like random butt scenes everywhere, and you're like, yeah. ugh. But the, the the more you go, the further you scroll, and you start to see the framing details it's wild. underneath, it's like, it just gets worse the more you go. Um, Deck Protect says, this is the new standardized rating by the Ultimate Deck Shop. That's what I was just thinking. We, should, you, we are certified high-end premium custom deck builders. When somebody walks the into the store, it's like, sup, number three. Exactly. <laughs> Excuse me? Well, you guys do other shit, don't you? <laughs> uh, yeah okay well then you're number three if you'd ever like to be number two let me know yeah just let me know <laughs> it's, it's uh 59.99 yeah bi-weekly yeah for an entire yeah. year you're gonna need the upgrade <laughs> package to number two uh that means you need to get your vehicles decked and yeah so any thoughts there brace that all makes sense to you i didn't you didn't i didn't give you this to read before i just said no, i'm done you're let's done. go I, li- I i liked them all yeah um i think i kind of capture everybody yeah and i think we were nice about it yeah, I mean, our our customers, our contractor customers fall into all of these categories. Exactly. You know what I mean? I don't want to piss anybody off by saying, but just the, the fact of the matter is if, and you shouldn't even, you shouldn't be getting grumpy about this. You should know this. If you build two decks a year on the side of your desk, you're clearly not, you're just not in the know and in the, to have the experience that a guy who does this, that builds 
a hundred decks a year. Exactly. And has been doing it for 10 years and goes to conferences and buys new products and is a, you know, a pro for a few different products and takes training and has mm-hmm. a crew mm-hmm. and has all the tools. Mm-hmm. And like, of course you don't build something better than them. Right. Like I would never be offended if somebody said, you can't drywall as good as a drywaller. Well, if, yeah, no, of course I can't. You're a part-time NASA <laughs> like, engineer. I drywall yeah, exactly. here and there. Like every couple of years I'll drywall something. Yeah. But that does not in any way mean that I'm anywhere close to the speed, efficiency, or quality of a entire house. Yeah. (laughs) Like, so there's just, there's different levels. And, um, you know, I feel comfortable being, uh, you know, I was higher on this list as a deck builder. I'm low on this list as a drywaller. That's okay. Yeah. You pick your trade. You pick your profession. Right now, you would be considered a part-time contractor. Uh, Not even that. I haven't built a deck for... (laughs) You would be considered (laughs) friends and family. I'm the friends and family right now, for sure. Yeah. If I had a friend or family that needed help with a deck build, I would... Probably not help them. (laughs) (laughs) I'm busy. (laughs) I have no time for my own shit, (laughs) let alone yours. Uh, But I can sell you all the materials. That's right. I can help you there. That's right. Okay, everybody. Appreciate you tuning in. Have yourselves a great rest of your week and a Merry Christmas. It's coming up quick, so hope you have a wonderful December holiday. Feliz Navidad. Hey, thank you for listening to the Ultimate Deck Podcast. Now you know what we're about. Check the site, come and shop. UltimateDeckShop.com. Hit us right away for sponsorships. So tell us if you want to collaborate. Let's go. Check us out on any social networks. Thank you for listening. Nobody fell off a dog and died. <laughs>